0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. Good afternoon and welcome to Funny Like a Clown podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. This is episode four we're bringing you today. And uh, hey, we're here to amuse you. We're here to make you laugh. It's a comedy thing. And on the phone, I have veteran radio voice, Mike Wagner, calling in from North Dakota. How are you doing, Mike?
2: Hey, I'm doing great, Jeff. How are things in Beantown?
1: They're cold up here in Beantown. Very cold. But you're probably used to that in North Dakota. <laughs> well, it's a very common
0: word up in uh, Bismarck. I'll tell you that right, uh, right now. 32 degrees for people it's very very cold for us it's like tropical weather we have
1: about an inch of snow everybody thinks it's a blizzard for us it's like a little coating, dusting (laughs) little dusting
2: right (laughs) regular shirt regular regular uh, jeans
0: and of course some people go out in shorts just regular shoes a regular jacket and to them the weather is nothing i'm used to it everybody's all used to it and even when it's like 20 below People still function like normal, just wear the same stuff. So we're used to cold in North Dakota,
1: and that and that's how we thrive. Same as in Mass, nothing shuts us down. You know, we had no, all the uh, Thanksgiving football games. It was so cold on Thanksgiving they had to play them the day before because they didn't want the kids out playing in that cold of a weather. So I mean, oh my gosh, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. When, I, when it comes to football weather, it's like many years ago we we're a curse go outside play football in any type of weather. That's how they built up. Now, version of going and playing football is, is playing video games or uh, getting on a computer. Just <laughs> what's on a, the a, web, right? <laughs> just uh,
0: doing some s- simulations or something. So, it's a different day and age uh, that we grew uh, up in, man.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, so it's just like you know nowadays they were playing football in the dome, to
0: being outside. Where it's like you know, you know, we're originally from the Wisconsin area, and then I was up in Green Bay a few times. They play in almost like zero degrees weather in, in just uh, regular gear playing football.
1: So who's who's your big teams you root for out there in North Dakota?
0: What's that?
1: Who's the big teams you root for out there in North Dakota? Who are your teams? Well, well basically what they have in uh, North Dakota is on the
0: east side of the state, you've got the Minnesota Vikings because it's closer to the Minnesota border. And on the western half of the state, which is called the Badlands, you've got the Denver Broncos because when you go down, you know, further south, especially southwest, you're heading towards the Rocky Mountains. And then maybe once in a while, if you're stuck in the northwest, you got a few fans rooting for the Seattle Seahawks, but then when you're like in the southeast corner of the state, you got a few fans that like to root for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Oh, so you got your choices. Who's your, who do you root for personally? What's your team? Well, my my team's the Green Bay Packers because I've been in a, I've been in Wisconsin for nine years. I was born in Milwaukee, raised in Racine, and it's your official cheesehead. Yeah, that's right. Of course, my
0: of course I come to the people say Badgers, damn it, Badgers. I is has are much more fun. They're very they're very fun people and of course they still have fun even when they lose. So, you know that's how that's how they are but um, That's what it's
1: all know, about, having fun. No matter what you do in life, as long as you're having fun you're winning, right?
0: That's right, that's right. And of course I live there in the western half of the uh state as well too, so my adopted team is the Denver Broncos because they, they won a championship maybe like a few years ago and then they consistently made the playoffs and I just love their uh, logo and whatever else and you know, they, they have, like, a very respectable organization,
2: so...
1: Yeah, they they like gave I my Patriots a headache well. a couple of years there. I'm, I'm a big Patriots fan out here in Beansville. <laughs> yes, that's right. We do got a few of them.
0: We do got a bunch of Packer fans still living in North Dakota. Yeah, and of course, a lot of Viking fans, maybe a few Chicago Bears fans. But we have a, a mix-up here in the uh, Dakotas as well, too. But the main thing for
1: us is hockey. You know, everything's, you know... Sure, with the ice, yeah. Uh... Wow. No, it's... um. University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks
0: used to be the Fighting Sioux, and they've got a huge, dedicated following big up in Grand Forks, because they actually won the NCAA championship you know, last year, and they used to win uh, championships on a frequent basis, so oh, sure. that's a big thing up in North Dakota as well. Some
2: of
1: these They're college teams, they get some the big turnouts, man. There's some big money in that college game, sure.
0: Yes, that's right, and of course, though, uh, Ralph, uh, of course, for those who have never been in it, it's almost like um the crown jewel of college hockey because it's built almost like the um, the TD um, what was it the Boston Garden like the what TD
1: Warehouse the the TD Main- Bank, Bank North Garden. <laughs>
0: yes, that's right. And of course, you know, like, you know United Center, Chicago, or even like the, um, the the Staples Center or like the form. It's like it's got those uh, crown jewel
1: dimensions, and it just feels like an NHL arena when you walk in there. Uh, we got we got a few banners hanging up here in Boston, just a few.
2: So.
0: Ah, uh, just a few of 'em of course you got the
2: <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks
0: who, uh I lived in Chicago for um thirty years before coming out to North Dakota. You know, we won we won three Stanley Cups, but I just wish they would kept going and going and going and not worry about money. But getting rid of Packers Sharp was pretty much kinda of like the downfall. And I think that was just a bad move on the Hawks. I mean, we could have won a few more uh championships and hang like about three more Stanley Cup banners, but why do they want to
1: step the three, I really don't know. Yeah, don't know when you about. get too big, it blows itself apart sometimes. A lot of teams have trouble with that. <laughs>
2: oh, exactly. You're right. So, but, please, uh, we, just, we just have that.
1: <laughs> so, other than being a sports fan, you are a veteran in the radio industry. How long have you been doing radio for? Well, I've been since I was 18, and I got started
0: in 1982. You know, you no, know, I, I, I started college. You know, jumping from high school to college, I was planning on just going to California, just chilling out a little bit, but then I had people that assisted me going to college, and then I got out, I figured I'd study computers, and I was also a, a journalist by trade in, in high school. You know, I was going to be a sports writer, but then I saw nothing there where I can just have a journalism career, but it was like, computers making more money, and so I went back, and it turned out it didn't. It's like... You basically had to learn programming, it didn't work out. And then when I went by a booth at the um at, at College, that's where I went, and they had this booth, it's like sign up for your, your I DJs, okay. So I Why up <laughs> on application, they got me training, and I started being on the mic um, you know, first thing for like, you know, one day a week one day a week for just two hours. And I thought that was long enough. But was it
1: something you instantly loved? It. I mean, did you automatically love it, or was it something you had to get used to and fall in love with? Well, what
0: was like in the back of my mind because I was basically just in love with radio it's just how you pick up these signals like you know, like all over like you know Chicago, Boston, Milwaukee New York, Philadelphia, pick up all these AM stations and then I started doing like a little play by play every time the Cubs played on the West Coast and then I had a friend of mine that uh, had a little radio kit where we pre- broadcast on 87.9 to a play by play with an audience of one which is the family talk and, and later I just um just got interested and then later on I went to school at Southern Illinois realizing that this is a field I really wanted to get into. I pursued that. Worked at a few radio stations and then coming back up I worked four years at a station. I was playing big band music. I was a newscaster. I did play-by-play and you know whatever else did everything and then I also worked a few stations up in the uh, Chicago area. I mole dj and I was also an MC, and I also worked a full-time job just to support family benefits and everything else. And then, and then, you know, just just down the road, I worked for a ministry, getting ready to work at a radio station. That folded, and then later, I got uh, recruited by an Arizona consulting firm in 2007, came up to North Dakota, worked at one of their stations, and then I hooked on to KFYR back in August 2010. I've been there since, and... I'm just loving what I do. So
1: 30 do years later, everywhere. you can sing the song, I've been everywhere, man. I mean, you've been around, <laughs> huh? Uh, I've been everywhere. Yeah, I don't think you want to hear me say I'll probably lose listeners <laughs> if I sing. You'll play the songs, but you don't want to sing them, right? But currently you're residing on what? KFYR, that's AM 550, uh, 99.7 FM, and it's also on iHeartRadio, correct? That's correct, yeah. KFYR.com. You can also click
0: listen live and... uh here we're all about, you know, we're news talk, we do sports and play the greatest songs of all time and whatever else. And um, I also let my voice to some other stations too. It does some play by play football for Keys Radio six sixty up in Williston. And I also did some um dress announcing for Dakota Speedway for about a year or so. So I basically just branched my talents all over the place, not just radio, but also
1: MC. Whoever wants you, K, that's where you go, right? It's always nice to be wanted. <laughs> That's correct, yeah, that's the thing
0: I love doing. It's like people start coming to me and you know, everything else and I still get calls from people like, Hey, can you do this, can you do that? It's like that's the best part about it.
1: I mean the internet's really brought it to a new level, hasn't it? Because you know, in the olden days you had to be within distance of the radio tower. Now you can go well, stream it, worldwide. I mean
0: Well what it is too is, is that you basically relied on the signal how far you go, north, south, east, west, how strong it was, and it was just a word of mouth doing Bismarck, and somebody's in Chicago, obviously they can't pick you up unless you have like a special carrier current or, right. or like, you know, listen to a phone line, which is very expensive. Nowadays, all you do is hop on the internet, click a button, computer, click a button, and then <laughs> you can pick up all over the world, that's the beauty of
1: it. So yeah, I did an internet radio show for six years and I had people from Africa tuning in and the United Kingdom and places I never thought I'd reach. I was hitting a fan base and that's what technology's done for us nowadays.
0: Funny too is that um, you mentioned about uh, you know people tuning in from Africa, United Kingdom, and uh, whatever else. I ventured into internet radio myself too when I was um, doing some voiceovers for internet stations, and I had um, about three stations from London asking me to do some uh, voice work, and one station out of out Dublin, Ireland, asked me to do some voice tracking. And when I did that, I got to hear myself, and I was reading feedbacks so like, "Wow, this guy's great!" <laughs> I went.
1: Holy wow, I'm God. a hit in Ireland. Who would have known, right? What? You're a hit over an island. Who would have thought it, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, I, and I just give these emails. I'm like, holy cow, I think I just tapped a new market. Because I guess they're all looking for different sounds, different voices, and everything else. And, all. and everybody's always looking for new talent. And that's just one of the big things about internet radios. Like you never know who you run into, what talent you discover.
2: Yeah.
1: What thing well, connections you're gonna things are you going to make? Things I'm still we, had it. we had like a little picture of a globe and whenever somebody tuned in there would be a red dot that would show you roughly where they're tuning in from and I'd get one in the middle of the ocean and I'd ask, well what's that in the middle of, well, some guy on a military ship was tuned into your radio show. It's like, wow that's kind of cool, you know, I mean. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it would be some
0: guy on a boat with, uh, with, a, with a margarita or something.
1: With a fishing pole, right? <laughs> Well, now, did you have any heroes in radio growing up? I mean, I know Howard Stern, they say he's the big name. Everybody knows him from radio. They say he changed radio. I remember back in the day, I mean, the Wolfman Jack, he was the guy who represented radio. He had the voice that, I think he started the term, yeah, I got a, I got a face for radio, because his voice, the second you heard it, you know it was him. But who who were some of your heroes growing up? Well, of course, you took the words out of my mouth. I love you. Uh, this is Wolfman
0: Jack. <laughs> you know, you got that. And then uh, I listen in Chicago. You also had John Records Landecker. he had Fred Winston, and then in Milwaukee, you had um, I can't think of a, a morning dual name on WTMJ. And then I was into sports, and he had Howard Gelato who did a play-by-play for Milwaukee Bucks. Roy Pettit from WMAQ in Chicago did uh, Blackhawks hockey there for so many years. You know, here comes You know, he's got that really right. strong, strong gravelly voice, which he, he was like the um ultimate hockey voices until Pat Foley came along where he did
1: It's just you know, becomes your staple. Then, Everybody's got their staple you know, your your trademark or whatever but who didn't do a Wolfman Jack imitation as a kid? Everybody imitated the guy. And, and
0: of course getting back to heroes as well too like with um, with the fact that uh, Jack Burkhouse from the uh, Chicago Cubs, WGN I love listening to him as run calls you on back, back, back Hi, hi, home Thanks. run! And he had Harry Carey who drank so many ballstabs he was drunk on the air and couldn't keep his keep his words straight and slurred over the air. And you had Harry Carey. It was fun to listen to. And then there was also um oh, I'm just trying to think of so many people. Think
1: of the guy from radio. from soccer there. He could hold his was goal. He'd say goal. that became his trademark. I'm not even I'm not even into soccer, but I remembered him. It was catchy, you know.
0: I think, I think thanks to cable that uh, he became well known with his gold cool trademark. But of course, Howard also was a really good guy in uh, Chicago too. Sure. Yeah, you know, the Chicago Sting was like the only uh, winning team in Chicago in the seventies when everybody else just really tanked, except for the Blackhawks. They go five hundred, barely win the division, and get their ass kicked in the first round. So <laughs> you know everybody wanted something
1: to, you know, different to listen to, like for right, something to root for, it, for something oh. to cheer for. Yeah. Exactly, you're right. So, I, I mean, it was just, for
0: me, it's just like, you know, I bet you a lot of things. So Of course, you got some news guys. I loved um, watching, like, you know, Harry Reasoner, watching Cronkite, and then you got Floyd Calver, and, you know, listen to, like, the, uh, the real diehard journalists. And, of course, you know, you got um, Larry King as well, too, with his style. You know, Rush Limbaugh getting your face, but I like listening to various people and just form a male style. You know,
1: so do you have a catchphrase yourself? What's that, your catchphrase well, doing radio? That? You have a catchphrase yourself, what's your catchphrase doing radio? I I think it all depends upon the situation. If it's
0: like um you know, you you dial in or say like, you know, somebody scores or whatever else, or it's like I I, I just have some various catchphrases, so you know, I just um try to try and fix them up right now. Like say if you have the fifteenth call out carefully, good luck, or somebody somebody runs eighty yards, he's got state. You know, <laughs> things like that. So That's I, exciting, I
2: right? basically
0: just um just, just whatever pops in my mind you know you know
1: because yeah, if you're excited then the the audience noise is so going to be excited with you why not i say if you're excited then the audience is going to be excited with you right oh of course i mean i mean my job basically is just to the audience
2: excited over something that's ordinary you got to put some enthusiasm in your voice right. you
1: come in with just a regular voice you just you got to make it interesting or, or oh, you're you to put people sleep and, of course, if I find that my people are going to sleep when I'm on the air, I, I did not do my job. You're not doing your job, exactly, right.
2: So, like, yeah, so it's just like, I, my job is to keep people
1: excited, motivated, feel good. And keep them tuned in. Keep everybody up to date, informed, safe. And, of
0: course, when it comes to um, travel and traffic as well, too, you got slippery road conditions or whatever else. I, I just tell people that, um, you know, get off your phone, concentrate on driving, and, and, I, and I tell people, it's like, Lay off the cruise control. That's how you get in accidents. Right. So you got to keep the people safe out there.
1: So being a thirty-year veteran of uh, radio, if there was a young kid just started out in radio and he's looking for some advice, well, what advice would you give them as far as being a radio DJ?
0: My advice, basically, is simply to um, be persistent. Listen to what's going on around you. Read a lot of newspapers. Read a lot of media. Watch a lot of uh, TV. Stay up to date on current events.
1: Be
2: educated. ...magazines, read what's going on on the internet, you know, catch up on the news every day,
0: read your newspaper, you know, go out and talk to some people, show some interest, and talk about current events, what's going on. You know, listen to uh, all kinds of music, you know, all these hip-hop, top 40, country, jazz,
1: classical. Listen to everyone and get yourself... Um, Expand yourself, right? To ...what's going on. You know, just have like a... a, a broad horizon listen to people, and uh, watch how they do things, and kind of form your own personality. Yeah, because everybody's interested in something different, sure, but uh, in all the years you've been doing radio, you got any crazy stories for us, what, What's anything wild ever happened to you on the air?
0: Well, actually, it wasn't really like on the air, but I can, I can say it's like behind the scenes, because I was an engineer. At a radio station in Chicago where I had this one lady that barely spoke any English. It was just her native tongue. Mm. And and we're having a difficult time trying to communicate. And she'll point to me like, you know, 10 seconds before a song ends. Here, play this. I'm like, I don't have time to cue. And I'm trying to tell her that. And she gets her, uh, her cues mixed up and she spaces out a lot. And of course, she's like a blonde and everything. <laughs> but one day, I was filling in. And it was like really hot out, okay. And of course, our studio was pretty hot. And so, and she was wearing like a jacket, which was like a zipper down, was like a sweatshirt. And here we are, just slaving away through another program. It's like, okay, how well, we gonna get through this? And then somehow midway in the program, it seems like the zipper somehow just keeps going down, down. And then finally, like maybe like it was getting like you know just passing could see her bra, and I went, is it, is it hot in here for you? <laughs> and, I went, Why? And, I, and I looked at her, she went, oh, and zipped it up, and her face was just deep red. And she oh. just watched. she was embarrassed. And then she started speaking English, she went, oh
1: shit. I thought she was, she was like, coming on to you or something there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, she, and she had to zip it up, and then when she started learning more English, and we communicated better, we had the best of French to look forward to working with me. It's so funny.
2: Real?
1: Well yeah. Those are the those are the funny stories that turn into things you wouldn't have thought they'd turn into, right? Oh well, of course. It's like it wasn't for that
0: incident, we would have been um, you know, good working uh, you know, co workers, friends or whatever it is. It's like it if it wasn't for that incident, it would have been we would we would have been at that stage.
1: Sure. Now, I know in addition to the radio you also do a podcast that I was recently on as a guest. Thank you for having me, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. Or, yeah, yeah, like, your think, your podcast, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think you're breaking up a little bit, but uh, basically the Mike Wagner
0: show is just a separate entity of what I do. I've been wanting to do some interviews for quite some time, and of course, uh, what I do is I interview interesting people doing interesting things, like you. And um, you know, basically, I just like to uh, learn about people, what they do, some of the great stories, and um, how they got started, where they appear, and I like to promote people or whatever else. I just like to take interest what celebrities do, who they've worked with behind the scenes, some great stories. I mean, I just like to hear about what's going on in their lives, what they do, and, um, you, you know...
1: That's a fun part of the there, business. You, know? you, you meet some really interesting people on in this business. I've met some of the greatest people in the world doing this. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Carl Gottlieb for
0: Jaws was a, was a really good interview. Told me about the fish story. He hated calling Jaws. And, of course, you know, how it got started, who he worked with, and, you know, a little bit of fights here and there, but... Some of the people worked with was great. So who, are hard 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 hard.
2: Show, who are
1: some of the other big guests you've had on your show other than Carl? Who are some of the other big guests you've had on your show other than Carl? Well, we had uh, Ron Dante, who was the lead singer of the Archie, sang
0: Sugar Sugar. He was producer for uh, Barry Manilow. He's the one that discovered him. He has some great stories about Barry Manilow. Yeah.
2: Really? You know, with
0: the Archies, his um, other projects, what's coming up. And he's got like three things going on at once. That's a minimum with him. You know, that's why I call him like, you know, Dante's Infernal because he's always on fire with a lot of things. He's just another great guy. And, plus we have Steve Bluestein He was a comedian and a regular stand-in for The Tonight Show. Yep. He told all kinds of stories about every celebrity he's worked with. It's great. It's a book called um, A Memoir of a Nobody. And, and there was also, um, I'm just I'm just trying to think who else off the top of my head.
1: There's so uh, many. They can the throw at you quick. It's tough to remember them all. I know. I know you got what? Eddie Deason from Greece, Right.
2: Yes, that's right.
1: I've got him fan. coming up. He's a big yeah. Baseball fan. He's big in the Beatles trivia. We had a great conversation about that. We had Sandy Helberg from um, all the Mel movies. Baseball, yeah. A really inspirational guy. Funny to talk to.
0: Lisa Wilcox from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. She's a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan. Had a lot of fun. also got to talk to Brad Server from, you um, of, uh, i oh, the
2: Three Stooges because of his uh, great-granddad, Curly. Has Curling, a yeah, yeah. And so. Of course,
0: you have the cast of the uh, Land of the Lost, which is a highlight I had with uh, Philip Bailey, who played Shaka in the movie. Youngest uh, karate guy in the, in, ever at age 9 and that was back in 73. You also oh. had um, Kathy Coleman talking about her role as well as once a year not only being on Land of the Lost, but also Days of Our Lives. He was really inspired to talk to. And you also had, um, let's see, I'm just trying to think.
1: And well, no, but you, you know mentioning a lot of guests, and I got these same guests lined up, and I wanted to give a shout-out to the guy that, uh, I won't give his last name, a guy named Steve, he really hooks us up with all these guests, and we were talking earlier, like, neither one of us really knew the guy, he just kind of contacted us when he seen us and said, hey, would you like to have some guests on, and he's giving us all these big guests, so that's one of the cool people you meet in this business, right?
0: I had to say is that you know, interviewing celebrities was one of my last frontiers because I had trouble with interviews. I get nervous and everything else and there's one thing I had to admit I, I hardly ever told people when I was getting re- interviewed Sandy Halbert on KFYR I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah
1: he's done it at all, all Sandy man. His, his, his resume like, goes, goes on and on. Say, what if I made a mistake and everything else but then after a, a
0: minute or two of getting in talking it was like a regular conversation. I right. just you know, learn to be like hey it's just regular conversational, regular people, so I'm very grateful for that, too. So. That's what you
1: think. You think these big stars, are different than you, then you meet them. Oh, they're a regular person just like me. Who knows? That's right. It's just like a, a, a regular
0: person um, earning a regular paycheck. They go out there and do a job like everything else, and done. they just pack up their bags, and they just um, head home for the night. And they're just they're regular themselves.
1: All right, Mike, I do have a sponsor here for our podcast. i got to mention them. Uh, sponsor for Funny Like a Clown podcast is G Vegas Buffalo Sauce for the spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time. There's only one G Vegas. So if you get your Buffalo Sauce at game time, it's got to be G Vegas. But um, if, if there's one guest you'd like to have on your radio show or like to have on your podcast, who, who would be your dream guest? Ooh,
0: I have so many of them. <laughs> To uh, rattle them off, what they have passed on. And I can probably think of a few people right now. I'd love to have either you know, Paul McCartney, Warringo Starr, and Collins. Don't... Who or else? I could
1: get Who Robert was the last Robert one? I'm
2: sorry?
0: Day, um, or I could get, um, say, Robert Plant, for Led Zeppelin. I'd love to talk to him. Alice Cooper, he is exceptionally intelligent.
2: Yeah. I'd love to have
0: him on. And of course, I think I. He's along the lines of music, maybe a few sports. And if Walter Payne was still alive, I'd love to have him. I would love to have him as an interview. And you also have, um, I wouldn't mind getting it by, um, say, from the New York Yankees or Boston Red Sox or whatever, like, you know, from years past. And, of course, I also thought about uh, interviewing Johnny Bench because he became a spokesperson for a lot of commercials and turned out to be, like, a really nice guy involving some... um, you know, just charity work or whatever else, and I always just love to interview him. You know, watching him play in the Big Red Machine during the days of Cincinnati Reds, so, I, I there's like a huge laundry list I could just think of, but, you know, just a <laughs> Those
1: are some of your favorites, just, So, did you say Phil Collins remember, was one?
0: Yes. What's that? Did you say
1: Phil Collins was one?
0: Do, Phil Collins, yes. drummer oh. and singer from Genesis. I would love to interview him.
1: He's not at all, yeah. He...
0: Peter Gabriel.
1: You work, for You're for work for Disney. Working for Disney, you've hit the top of the chain.
0: Pretty much, yeah. So it's like I like to at least interview like um a, a, a few uh top tier celebrities and um you know just to see what it's like working and whatever else. And Billy Joel would have been interesting too. You know what? Like the piano was man. Up and, yes, that's right. So the piano man and um and of course y'all, you know, Steve Martin would be a great interview. I loved.
1: He's, he's one of the last of the legends, I know. Most of the legends in comedy have passed on. I mean, he's one of the last of the living legends.
0: And, and of course, you know, it's just like, you know, it, it's just like clean, authentic, and, um, you know, it's just creative. It's like a lot of them out there these days, like, you know, most of them are just rehash their stuff or just resorting to use like every um, four-letter word in the book. You know, it's just like, you know, or, they, or sometimes they try to get word
1: now, That's when like, you know you're like, not funny, when you have to, when you have to use the, the four-letter word in order to get laughs. I'm not above using it, but it can't be the main part of your act, you know. That's, that's correct, too. And Bill Cosby was really good at uh,
0: keeping it clean and just uh, keeping it real and funny as well, too. He was one of my
1: favorites.
0: Yeah. And I think if I had passed on, I would love to interview him. But it's like, you know, Bill Cosby was just a genius. He was
1: everybody's dad growing up on TV. But, wow, his his career was certainly a legacy to behold. I mean...
0: Say this, although I thought the charges were false and I shouldn't base it on just one person saying Bill Cosby did th- this like you gotta have like multitudes of people. I thought the
1: system just, just wasn't correct and everything. It, it, was, really, need to. it was questionable. Exactly. You really it raised so many questions where where if you if you followed it and I mean, you know, how much responsibility do the women have to take? I mean, we could get ourselves in trouble here talking about it, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but certainly it sounded a bit sketchy to me also. I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. We, we could do a whole other show on that, though. That's fine, too. So it's just like, you know, you going to
0: talk about the greats, <laughs> too. And Sam
1: Peterson, who, that's my was man my favor, too. Unfortunately, he died uh, on New Year's Eve in Peoria, and it's like, I would love to uh, interview him. I did. I Actually, I went out and I met Sam's brother, uh, Bill, and his wife, Sherry. I spent the night at their house. I had dinner there, and I, had, I did a te- local television show. I interviewed them for that, and I was as close as I'd get to touch, him. was having his brother on, so that was a really cool moment for me, because he was my hero. Oh, uh, he, he, he it would have been
0: amazing to, um, to talk to and everything To else. interview him would
1: be like something. I said, like I said, there's just like a bold bold but I think there's a few
0: that just stand so I'm sure more will come to mind as uh, time goes on, but other than that, I enjoy what I'm doing.
1: And I love what I do, so Alright, so saying that you started out in college was how you got your start. You've been interviewing all these great guests that you just mentioned. I mean, what's the future of the Mike Wagner show? What's the future for you in radio? When you look back when you're an old old man and you know what well what's coming up, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? Well,
0: basically I think the, I think my own show would be like the you know, of what I want to do. I like to get out there and be nationally syndicated, interview many celebrities as possible, famous people, and, and soon to be so up and coming. I like to give them encouragement, whatever else. And, and for me, it's like if I look back and, and say, like, if I were to retire or something happened, I just look back and say, I did it.
1: You had fun.
0: That's correct. It's like having fun what you do, it's not really a
1: job. Right. It's you have fun, keep right, trying to get cool, bigger. And that's a good point. If that's you can right. give somebody a break, you know, you put them on your radio show. You know, Dane Cook was from Boston originally, and I'm playing a lot of the clubs that he used to play before he was popular, and they're the ones who, you know, they gave him the stage time to make him popular. So everybody needs that's a right. venue. Uh, hmm
2: You got that right. Of course,
0: the internet's a really good place to do it. And we've, I've had some people on before, too, and they're about to, um, you know, make their splash as well, too. And, of course, Eric Morris out of Atlanta, that uh, he's supposed to be in a few big um, productions as well, too, coming up. And, um, you know, a really nice guy to, to talk to. And, and there's, and there like, a few that I have um, interviewed. And also, Max know yeah, if you uh, remember her from, like, like, I'm trying to remember where she was. She was on a number of movies and everything. You mm-hmm. know, really nice lady to talk to. So, yeah, I've had some great guests. I mean, I didn't have any bad ones whatsoever. So it's
1: like they've all just been great people to talk to. I love it. Well, let's keep having fun, Mike. I mean, I was a, you were a guest on my show, Funny Like a Clown Podcast. I was a guest on yours, The Mike Wagner Show. So if either one of us had it big, we can say we helped each other out. There you go. That's the whole business. of so you help each other out, you basically just um, promote one another, and everything
0: will go good
1: from there. Everything goes good. Thank you for being a guest on the show, Mike. I appreciate it, and I look forward to listening to some of your radio shows in the future. Sounds good. Just uh, look me up on the com. You
0: can also look up on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and also on iHeartRadio as well.
1: All right, so check out his show there. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. Bye-bye.
0: Sounds good. Thanks again, Des. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. All right, Mike Wagner from the Mike Wagner Show right there. Check him out, man. He's all over the Internet. As he just told you, I want to thank you for tuning in to Funny Like Clown Podcast. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep getting better. We're going to keep getting better. So until next time, cheers, folks.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.